Well, something sure gets fisted. This is Fist of the Vampire on Stinger Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm going to hit you with so many rights, you're going to beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Welcome to Sticker Madness, the podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me, as always, are Jackie and Sam. Good day to you guys. Good day, sir. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hmm. Uh, what time zone are you in? Um, The world of Jackie. Okay. Uh, Is that also like it's five o'clock somewhere, so you can just start drinking at any point in time? No, it's called alcoholism. Oh, I thought you had that. Yeah, and I'm very proud of that. Don't don't be taking me away with that damn Jimmy Buffett song. Hey, what? <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Oh, Jimmy Buffett. All right. Isn't that who sang that song? No. What song? Five o'clock somewhere. Oh, that's a country dude. I, I don't know. I thought it was a saying. Alan oh, Jackson. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, I think uh, uh, we should put a disclaimer on this episode because our house is filled. With volatile organic compounds. We Better have, known as polyurethane flooring. Yes, sure. We've plastered our new floor with polyurethane and didn't ventilize the house properly, and we're all dying. I came over here, and they've been nose deaf to it, and I was like, you guys need to open the window. And they're looking at me like, who's that fluffy pink dragon? Why is it talking to me? Yeah, I was having a real good time when you first showed up, and you're like, it's me, Sam. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, and there is no leprechaun guesting, <laughs> even though I can clearly see one sitting across little, from me. Oh, bastard. Stop giving me the dirty eye. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I want my own microphone. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's get into this, because this is a special episode. This is our first user listener pick from Jack B., our proud Patreon donor who met the required levelment, levelments, levelments of uh, uh, to get to pick two of his own episodes this year. So uh, this is the first time we've ever done it. Fist of the Vampire from 2007. Fist of the Vampire. It should have been called Fake Boobs McGee's. Uh, yeah, boy, uh, we'll get into boobs that. Boobs of the Vampire. Yeah, There's only one set of fake boobs, to be honest. Yeah, well, me, all right, we'll see. Um. Sam, what can you tell us about Fist of the Vampire? Uh, it's a Pennsylvania zero-budget film, basically. I'm sure they spent some money. So is on that it, like but... like a spaghetti western, or no? It's a money. It's a movie that they've made locally with next to nothing. Oh, in, so somewhere made in Pennsylvania. In, in Pennsylvania. The, oh. No, the director is Len Kabinsky, and he is from Pennsylvania. He's actually the karate champion of weapon forms, I believe, in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, twice running, something like that. Uh, he wrote about himself in IMDb. Yes. And he was not overflattering, which is sort of nice, but yeah. uh it seems like he's gotten some karate forms weapons championships of some sort here and there. Locally. You watch a statewide well, state that's, champion. That's pretty localized. Uh, Pennsylvania is a bigger state than we're in. Right, sure, but it's sure. It's not like you're fucking 
Chuck Norris or John claude Van Damme or something. Or Cynthia Rothrock would be the better comparison. Yeah, right. Uh, didn't make nationals. I, maybe. Didn't make I world. don't know. Who's to say? Didn't make that underground fight in Bloodsport where you did. did he made that. Oh, he, he did? There. Oh, yeah. okay. He, got he would show up and just beat people out. up for no reason, apparently. Oh, okay. Because he's also the uh, co-star of the film. Right, right, right. Oh, which one was he? He was the blonde vampire dude. Reno. Reno. Oh. Which is a fairly decent name for a vampire. I kind of like that name, Reno. Like that, Reno's a good name. You should use that more in film. I liked his hair. Um, okay. He had real nice hair. It's pretty. Yeah. It's very per plus. I I would say more VO5. Oh. It's definitely had some oil treatments. Vidal says, ooh. But it does answer the question why he did that fucking weird green screen over the shoulder shot with himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't run the camera and be in front of the camera at the same time. Yeah, right, right, right. Even though you can. Yeah. You can. Right. Especially with the ones he was using here. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that later. Yeah, I think so. Uh, other than that, we've got the other notables to mention would be WWE and mostly ECW's wrestler. The Blue Meanie. The Blue Meanie? Who's yeah, that? Yeah, the fat guy with the cane. His name is The Blue Meanie. Yeah, from the uh, uh, reference to the Yellow Submarine film, I believe. The Blue Meanies. Goo? Yes. Goo? Huh. Okay, so is he, like, tough in the fake wrestling? Because he... Blue Meanie is not a tough name. No, he I, he's a comic heel. Okay, okay. But at the same time, you want to make fun of a guy, it's hard to if he made it to the WWE, so... Can't do any better other than becoming a star in the WWE, which he did not do. Right. Uh, And then we've got uh, Darian Kane, the booby lady vampire, who uh, was probably, she did a lot of erotic films. Uh, Not porno, but erotic. Are you sure? Like, what's the diff? I mean, Uh, I know know what the difference is. I can't find any instances of her doing uh, hardcore penetration. Okay, all right. So So she's straight Cinemax. uh, Yeah... But also Maybe at the same time, Winerski work here and there. Well, she went she went a little harder than that because her credits included appearances in Hustlers Taboo line, uh, which is generally means that she got into the water sports. Taboo. What do you mean water sports? What, what does do that you, mean? Like uh, water, well, you know, well, Marco say, Polo. <laughs> say you uh, say you took a trip to Russia one time, and uh, you paid some hookers to piss on you, and then like uh, some British guy well, found have... out about it, and then you're like, "No, I never got peed on one time." You don't have to go to Russia. You just peed on right in your own home. I was I was making sure. al- an allegory. Yeah, are you familiar so with that she, literary term? She's a uh, R. Kelly. Oh no! Well, she would technically be. Uh, What's her nuts? That's like, that's like, you know, Michelle Williams calling any journeyman basketball player, Michael Jordan. Zendaya. Because R. Kelly's the Michael Jordan of pissing on people. Oh, okay. He pissed on his own lawyer's daughter. Rihanna? So that she quit in the middle of a trial about him pissing on someone. Uh, Ashley, Ashley Jurgensen. What the fuck was her name? Who? Got peed on. I don't know. Oh, the- oh uh, Aaliyah. Yeah, Aaliyah. That's right. That's right. One of, <laughs> one of many. She is a P receiver. Yeah. P. Just like, just like all of Tom Brady's uh, tight ends. Uh, hmm. no? Did he get peed on? I don't know. They seem like the type. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Grudkowski's like, better go to ladder. I'm pretty tall. <laughs> and then she's like, just lay down, you fucking retard. <laughs> oh, oh, you're getting it in my mouth. Close your mouth, stupid. 
Rob Gronkowski, not good at water sports. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, <laughs> so she got peed on here and there. Uh, I probably did some peeing. Or I don't know. It did some peeing. I, I, it's been one of these things because I had a roommate that would always come back with hustlers, and he's like, "Yeah, these are pretty hot. They're going to start peeing each other at the end." And like for months, they, like the same hustler, it was like a formula. Like the magazine just went to this. It was like on this page, this happens. On this page, this happens. Page five and six. They're just going to start pissing all over each other. And you're like, what is going on here? Does, is it, am I the only one? Because it would seem like I'm the only one that doesn't like it if every issue of the magazine is like Something that. for everyone, except for you. I guess. <laughs> but it was like, you know, they like, and then they'd be out in the middle of the desert and like on a classic Chevelle pissing on each other. Like, what, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, anybody else? Of note, no. Okay. Well, the guy... Is nobody the main guy? Mm-hmm. Muscles. Mm-hmm. He's nobody. Okay. He's probably one of Ken Len Kabinsky's students that did well. Yeah. I also will make the accusation right now that uh, this is one of those movies made by a guy who sells drugs with the people that he sells drugs to in the movie. Yes, I think that that is. Quite- Quite clear in very many locations of their own houses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've made this accusation about Scott Shaw, the uh, Donald G. Jackson disciple that carried on the rollerblade. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sort of the bar for this sort of filmmaking. Uh, when I accuse Scott Shaw of being a drug dealer who uh, brings his customers into his filmmaking, I'm saying kudos to you, Scott Shaw, drug dealer. I'm not calling you Scott Shaw filmmaker. He does Zen filmmaking, but it's sort of the bar that you elevate yourself to. If you're going to do this sort of thing, this does not reach that bar. Well, you're kind of double dipping because a, you're probably selling drugs. Yes. And B, you're probably not paying anybody other than like discounted drugs to be in your film. Yeah. Well, they're just your friends that think you're cool anyway, because they buy drugs from you. So he's not even paying them in discounted drugs? No, not he's really. He's just selling drugs and getting free labor? Mostly. That's boss. Yeah. Well, now- And illegal. Uh, at the same time, though, I bet that old Scotty boy has gone legit with California's new legislation. He's probably got uh, over-the-counter drugs that he sells and then makes his movies that way. Oh, so they're just mm. all loaded up on Vicodin? Yeah. Smells like no, cookies in here. Weed is legal in California now. <laughs> Smells like cookies. It smells like fucking turpentine <laughs> in here. Like turpentine. And I don't like this way that this fucking leprechaun is eyeballing you right now. It I'm just smells, gonna tell you. It smells like chocolate chip cookies in here. It doesn't. It's like a fucking turpentine sauna. It's really- no. It's great. <laughs> it smells so delicious in here. It's interesting that you and I, in our mind. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in reality, are having a conversation about drugs, and she's over there on fucking Mars. (laughs) She's like, drugs? Fuck that. Just get some polyurethane. Let me stick my face in this bucket. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, we have to get into this, guys. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to start off by saying Mm -hmm. uh, they did a really nice job with the vampire fangs. Um, They look pretty good. mm. They didn't look um, bad. They don't look bad, but they're the kind that fuck up the way you talk. Uh, at the same time, when I say they don't look bad, I think there's about four times in this movie for under 30 seconds that I can actually see what's going on. Yeah. Proceed, Captain. 
The film starts out in 1977, and we know that because of the grainy film stock. That's what film looked like in 1977. I'm guessing that they're trying to portray... What the fuck is this shit right here? Oh, it's that goddamn... It came out in like the first version of After Effects in the early 2000s. By version 5, it was sort of doable, and everybody was using it, and it was the film grain effect. And if you watch... It's worse than film grain effect, because film grain effect, like implies that the film is like oh this is from the 40s you know it's like like you know black and white and grainy this is like worse than yeah birth of a nation no this this is the driver's ed video they showed you from a film reel projector and you're like oh no yeah yeah what it was lines and i kind of thought that that was the way the movie was gonna be the oh we wouldn't have made it i i thought wow this guy really spent no money on a decent like camera and a set of film like man he should have used his cell phone cell phones are better than the camera cell phones now are better than the camera he had to use then which wasn't really his fault at that point no 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 this is but that film grain effect the problem was is that everybody did the same fucking thing it had like a baseline that it came with and everybody's like well it sort of looks like that but I think everyone's retarded, so we have to turn it to 11. We got to bring we, it to 11, yeah. And it wasn't just you turn it up to its maximum grain and its maximum noise and the maximum line. Then you decided, oh, shit, that's still not enough. So you layered it on top of each other like four fucking times. Yeah. And what you have left is just noise. You yep. can't actually see through it anymore. And there's so much there's so much noise in it that they then added rain effects to the soundtrack even though the character is walking through Washington, D.C., and his hair's not getting wet because they overlaid the freaking effects so much that they're like, oh, that looks like it's raining. So I we got to add rain feet. effect. No, no. The, Looking the on constant, the pavement. No, honey, the, that is not what rain sounds like. <laughs> feet walking. Anyways, he hears a scream, and he goes into this alley, and he, sure enough, he finds a vampire woman eating the throat out of uh, another lady that's on the ground. And the, the strange thing about these vampires is they're not just the blood-sucking kind of vampire. They're the tear-your-throat-out-and-eat-your-flesh type of vampires, which I didn't even know was a thing. Uh, actually, only one of them does that. The other two never actually be vampires at that's any true. point in the yeah. whole fucking movie. Yeah, and only she is a bloodsucker and flesh-eater. Yeah. Huh. No, he, eat, he ate somebody. Who? Point oh, yeah, the... He did eat the uh, oh, yeah, stripper the lady. Eventually. Okay, so fine. Uh, he's like, holy shit, you guys are vampires. I got to get out of here. Uh, bye-bye. And runs to this bus, which is like, they're chasing after he's... him, doing all these dumb like post-production effects, like Ugh. jumping off of roofs and landing on the ground, being all stupid and vampire-y, dumbly. And he casually strolls to a Greyhound. <laughs> it's like, is this the 301 that goes down to uh, Myrtle yeah. Street? Uh, no, th- this is the 205 that'll take you up to 45th. Oh, that'll work. He's like, oh, but I can hit the blue line at 15th, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll get away here. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells the bus driver, I'm in a hurry. Like, like the bus the driver's going to on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. Warp speed. <laughs> and the, like a bus is the worst getaway vehicle you could possibly choose, not just because of its initial burst speeds, but because they stop <laughs> constantly, <laughs> especially like on a, the only reason you ride the bus in heavy traffic hours, like is just because you're tired of walking, because if you walk, you can get there just as fast, <laughs> you can get there just as fast. 
Uh, a bus is not a good getaway vehicle. And, like, which is fine if, like, you had a, a shot of, like, the bus pulling away slowly. Even fine, whatever, we'll allow it. And the vampires are like, oh, well, shit. Well, it doesn't really matter anyways. He was just some schmo. Sure. We're vampires. What's he going to do to us? Let's go down to the sewer where we live or possibly in, like, an elaborate castle and go blah, blah, blah. And we're fine. We're vampires. Sure. I kind of thought they were going to attack the bus. Or, and kill everyone on the bus. Well, you can certainly do that. They can't do that. They don't have Metro cards. Uh. <laughs> you foiled again. I'm too cheap. <laughs> All right. So he gets home, he, he, which is weird because the bus is not in the shot because buses don't actually go out to the suburbs. No, they don't. Uh, so I, I am to infer that he got off at some point and then had to walk. To get to his home. Which I'm surprised we didn't get to see like him hitchhiking with some hillbilly talking. Because the rest of the movie will show every mundane occurrence between yeah, point right, A and point right. B. But for some reason, this guy just is all of a sudden at home. Right. Which implies to me that they could have like, a, he's a soft target at that point. He's not even surrounded by a bus. at the. You could just jump on him right then. Eat him on the street. Why whatever. not? Uh, anyway, so he gets home. And he calls the police. He's like, hey, man, I saw a lady get attacked. Yeah, yeah, got to get people out here. I'm scared of shit. And he grabs a gun and his wife comes out. And she's like, what's going on? He's like, I'll tell you about it later. But I saw a lady get her face ripped off. And uh, now people are potentially attacking me. Oh, okay. So what else do you have to tell me? Nothing. I guess that pretty much covers it. So the whole family's there. He's got two daughters, three daughters, two daughters. I don't know. And a little boy. And they're like, ah, mommy, daddy, we'll go hide. And then the vampires show up. They just are inside the house. Sure. Like, they turn around. Ah, vampires. And they get vampired. Yeah. One of the vampires gets exploded by question mark. Uh, the vampire lady grabs mom's boob for a while. She's like, yeah. hey, boob. And then she up? just, like, fucks off. Yeah. She's like, I've got a knife to you. And she's like, close your eyes. Okay, when you open them, I'm not going to be here because I'm fucking with you i guess because that's what vampire i don't know uh but before that mom hides the little boy in the sink under the sink in the sink in it was not sink. her better hiding spot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she stacked dirty dishes on him and was like where's he at <laughs> pretend like you're a dead piece of meat i'm about to be a dead piece of meat, mom if you don't hide me better put your uh, hand down the garbage disposal so you'll fit it, it takes a while. Dad gets his ass kicked for quite some time. There's four vampires beating Dad up, and he's hanging in there. Dad's kind of tough. Good job, Dad. Yeah, he well, he takes a beating. Right, he does. but it's a long Sure, beating. it is. He really takes He At the beginning of the fight, he points the gun at them <laughs> right. a lot without like ever trying to shoot them. And they just keep knocking it away, and then he pulls yeah. it back up. He like, gets back to the gun. He's like, all right, I'm pointing this gun at you again. Serious this time, and then they knock it out of his hand. Like, maybe think about pulling that trigger <laughs> just once. Uh, he gets dead eventually, the neck breaker. Uh, oh, mom yeah. gets her throat cut. The girls, I they just get they vampire. are dead off screen because you can't do that on screen. And one of them has been stabbed, as you said, by mom with a kitchen knife, causing him to burst into flames. Yeah, I guess you got him in the heart, but still, it's, it's soft. Not, I didn't think that mattered with vampires. I don't know. I thought it had to be a wooden stake or silver. These ones don't fly or anything either, so. Huh. Loosey-goosey with the rules for just winging it on your vampire movie. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, he catches the house on fire because he's on fire. And uh, then then the fire department arrives too late. The house burns down. <laughs> That's not a fire department. That's stock shop. Yeah. Uh, I guess little Billy under the stove or under the sink uh, burned up in the fire. Or did he? I forgot about Billy at this point. Yeah, right. Uh, I want to know who that like teenage girl was that they handed a smoke. Right. There's like this is where the credits start, and like this shit, god awful late two thousands heavy metal music comes on. New and new metal. Yeah. Ugh. 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 Uh, and it's the fire department, like in these concerned citizens montage, but they keep going to this one lady who yeah, seems she, to be like a teenage girl. Yeah, that peeks on the blanket, has a breakdown. They've got uh-huh. a blanket on her, like she was in the house. Right. And then a cop walks up and hands her a fucking cigarette. <laughs> that was like the best shot ever. And she starts smoking it. Like, where did this cigarette come from? You don't give teenagers cigarettes. In 1977, apparently you do. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I thought she was supposed to be somebody in the movie, but she is not. Cut to the present day. And it tells you present day. Right. Well, in the film, stock changes while they get rid of that stupid after effects. It sh- changes to a different filter that is, is hard to see through. Right. Now we go into shaky camera mode. Ugh. Overexposed. Underexposed. Underexposed. Green filter. Ugh. Red filter. Uh, a lot of it's Shit. actually just really not white balanced. And then they tried to get it back and it didn't work. But I think they did it on purpose. Oh, no. Some of it is just not like they did it on purpose, but the footage they had to start with was at the wrong exposure and not white balanced. So it even works worse when they apply right. the filters. Yeah. Anyways, there's this cop chasing somebody, and I write down maybe because we can't really even fucking tell what's going on. It looks like shit so bad. It's got post-production shake added to it. Yes. For more excitement. And they end up in a blockbuster with a gunfight and start shooting at each other from behind racks of DVDs that the bullets are ricocheting off of. The racks and the DVDs are bulletproof. Pew, pew. Everything is bulletproof. <laughs> and it's I think it's an adult video store, actually. Uh, no, I saw a poster for uh, uh, Finding Nemo inside. Oh, how yeah. about that? Yeah. Well, it depends on where they found Nemo. Huh? Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> so he eventually kicks her ass poorly. And she then, like... Runs away more. Runs away more. More into a house. I guess that it's like her hangout house where there's just a bunch of dudes sitting around with guns. This is the tip off that somebody involved in the filmmaking at some level sells weed. Uh-huh. Because the only reason that this room full of people would know each other is because of weed. Yeah, they've come to get the weed. They, It's the most diverse crowd you've seen in a while. And you're like, oh, hey. Especially when they throw this like 60-year-old dude who's like fat and bald, a shotgun, like he's part of the crew. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> uh, and then he shows up, and we're introduced to arguably the worst action sequence in film history. It's as bad as I've seen. I can't think of one worse. <laughs> It's real bad. I think, unfortunately, I think for me, the film peaks right here. Oh, yeah. my So a problem I have with it and calling it in film history is that 
I used to have to teach a summer camp with mostly 13-year-old dudes. Mm-hmm. There was some chicks that were in the class. Um, but it was mostly 13-year-old dudes. And I've seen this fight scene <laughs> probably 65 <laughs> times now. And sometimes they did worse. Most of the time they did better. But I have seen worse than this because of the... Th- There's a lot of this that is like that sort of our primal desires, his primal desires made it onto screen. And that's one of the things that you learn in film school is like, no, you can't do that. No one cares about your primal (laughs) desires. You're a fucking asshole. Shit needs to be interesting. And when you hand a 13 year old kid, a camera, every fucking movie is a karate movie and they all suck. Right. Right. This is insane. Like so bad. I can't, I can't even describe it, but there's one particular standout sequence where this the woman who's being chased and the the cop are fighting and she is just repeating her kicks alternating left and right into the same location that and he blocks each one in the same exact manner and there's probably 25 kicks it like hiya 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 maybe try something else because this clearly isn't working and they both in the scene they had to arrange themselves perfectly in the kitchen to have enough room to actually do it oh we haven't even mentioned this house oh the house it is a dump yeah this is a shithole and it's not like shit like staged shithole they showed up to jim's house to shoot and he was like oh yeah i meant to clean up (laughs) <laughs> dude we're shooting here today yeah sorry man oh man uh can we go oh, anyways <laughs> yeah well we got we're here everybody's here we have to shoot right there's like piled up laundry there's books scattered all over the place there like is- old dishes bags of groceries that have just been tossed on the floor there isn't one surface that isn't completely covered right. by something in every shot it's like the beginning of hoarders yes it looks like a hoarder's house yeah it's this is and not they a have home to, location. They have to like shove shit out of the way to have enough room to have a Walk karate yeah, fight, right? That wishes it was a karate fight between Fritz Matthews and Ted Pryor, but is not. Right now, I'm going to say if I had to choose anybody in this set in in this sequence mm-hmm. whose house this probably was, I'm going with the chubby person. I couldn't tell if it was a male or female with the red colored hair. And the sunglasses, the Matrix comes, person, yeah, yeah with the, the two, person. with the two guns, and yeah. then and then was like, well, I guess I'm out of bullets, so I'll just put these down, and you can't shoot me, and then he blows their fucking head off anyway. It's bonkers because he's dodging bullets. These guys are missing with shotguns at yeah. three feet away when the gun is lined up because it's all all the explosions from the gun. The the what's that called? The report, the rapport, report, yeah. Uh, is post-production. Yeah. Uh, so you can point a gun at a guy and it, you know, it goes off in film, but you don't actually point a gun at a sure. guy. Uh, and they don't shoot him cause he's ducking bullets and shotguns it's in hallways. Amazing. And you never really find out what any of the deal is here, but like this gal that he's chasing who he can't just get a shot on her crew are stormtroopers. Yes. They can't hit anything, and they get shot. Yes. And they they get shot, and their face explodes into, like, nachos. <laughs> it doesn't look like blood or anything. It looks kind of like nachos. Yeah. It, oh, man. This, this The 
post-production effects has a reoccurring theme in this. I think there's supposed to be like sparks. Like the bullet has ricocheted off your brain and exploded into sparks, but they just it, they look like nachos. Yeah, it's the spark effect with the because we get to see like the brain out effect for a second later by itself. But they tried to layer them both on top of each other for this, and it just looks like nachos. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, anyways, eventually he ends up shooting her in the face, which means he just ran down a lady and shot her in the face rather than arresting her. Yeah. Uh, it's a good cop. Do I ask questions now? <laughs> nope. Yeah. So, uh, where were you yesterday? <laughs> Nachos. So his captain comes in on this crime scene and is like, well, looks like you got it cleaned up. We're going to transfer you. Yeah. She does it not even like that. She walks in and says, God damn it, your transfer came in today. Like, I know you asked for it six months well, ago. Six months ago. What? This is not the conversation for here. Then it cuts to a sort of medium wide shot of a guy who's supposed to be a crime scene investigator, and all he's done is used the police tape to block himself in next to the TV and the CDs. Well, he's you like, know, he wants- No one coming here. I- I think they got some Parsons project and I'm going to, I'm going to lift it. Yeah, dude. That's exactly what that guy's doing. He's like, Hmm. Ooh, hustler taboo. Hmm. I know somebody <laughs> that was in that. I know what page they're going to start paying each other. So I just won't turn to that one. <laughs> All right. So cut to the future, I guess. Well, not the super future, but later, uh, he's now a secret agent for the DEA. I guess he, I swear to God, and I'm, I'm, I could be wrong, and I'm never going to find out because I'm never going to be able to force myself to go through the front half of this movie again. But I feel like they call him Police Lee at the <laughs> beginning. Police Lee. Hey, Police Lee. <laughs> like, that's his name. Right. And now, like, he's moved back to some suburb, and he's a DEA agent. Right, but he's a secret DEA agent because he's not like, go get the drugs, bust yeah. some dudes. Like, he gets handed secret codes in, like, a briefcase full of money, and, like, here's your file on the next team you're going to take down. Like, he's going after fucking Dominic Toretto or something. Yeah. And I love how it's it's not, like, a a little thing of money or a really thin briefcase. It's one of those big, thick ones. Yeah, it's a business briefcase filled with cash. Break into this underground... Fight club, club where they do all sorts of things. They got hookers and drugs and uh, backgammon and uh, uh, you know ping pong. You got the shuffleboard. They're bad guys. Bad guys. Take them down. And he's like, but make sure when you go in there, you're gonna need to dress up for it. Put on a suit. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, so this is gonna be like kind of like a James Bond villain right, type right, thing right, right. where. Casino Royale. Yeah. You know, where they've got the actually decent fighters, right, that are there. And, uh, you know, they're trying to make their way up the circuit. I've, I built this whole thing up in my head. So I don't that know there's going to be, you know, like a lady interest and everything. And there was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she was going to be one of the guests. And she he was wa- going to. Like, he walks up to the craps table, is like, you know, hi, I'm. Secret agent police Lee. And she's like, yeah. Oh my God. What ends like up that? Is that what's going on in your mind? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But instead what you get is the the narrow amount of actual plot in the film borrows it from Street Fighter 2, the video game, 
And he's Ryu and she's Chun-Li. Sort yeah, okay. Well, he shows up at this thing dressed in a suit, and this Casino Royale is just a high school party in a basement. Yeah. There's a bunch of teenagers there dressed like teenagers screaming and chanting at this fight club, and he he's overdressed. You know, dressed so you could blend in. I don't think you accomplished your mission, buddy. He said, look, I just need the side of the corner of this warehouse to be full on Saturday night. And when he showed up, he's like, you got it full by giving these teenagers beer. Right. And his producer slash friend slash roommate, Steve said, shoot around the beer. (laughs) (laughs) And sell them weed afterwards. (laughs) We got to pay for this thing. Uh, the wrestler vampire, the director, that's the director. I don't, I don't know this character's name. He's there. The big, Reno, the big guy, the Beardo. Beardo is the blue meanie. The blue, wrestler. Yeah. But what's his character's name in this film? I don't know. I don't know either. The, the main bad guy. We the have main no bad idea guy. what his name is. Is he the main one? I thought he, he was the, uh, I can't the tell. body. He was the muscle bodyguard type. Well, guy. he's he, the last to die. Spoiler alert. And so. he was the only one that no one tells him his business. Right. He tells everybody else their business. Yeah, I think he's the guy. So he's the guy. But we don't know his name. And he's the director. You think he? No, wanna... the director's the blonde haired guy. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. The oh, blue okay. meanie is the wrestler guy. Okay. All right. Now crystal clear. Huh. Who was probably the producer that gave the teenagers the beer. Right. All right. Well, he's there. Uh, and Lee follows the fight winner, this lady fight winner into this back area. He's like, Hey, what's up? How are you doing? She's like, Hey, I'm I really have a minimal role in this film, but I'm going to walk over here. And the Reno guy walks up and he's like, Hey, you hustling my ladies. And Lee's like, no, I just came to broker a deal to fight. Here's a briefcase full of money. Uh, what? It's an entry fee of a briefcase filled with cash to fight in a basement surrounded by teenagers. So I'm foggy here. Uh-huh. It's I probably thought, the polyurethane. Doesn't he just... Yes. Well, I guess maybe they're into it because he shows up and he's like, all right, I'm here to fight. And they're like, okay, we'll have to pay this dickhead. And he's like, I brought 20000 And they're like, this guy's stupider than we thought. Sure. Okay, buddy. Yeah, you can fight. We don't. We yeah, pay you he, to fight. He walks out with the briefcase yeah, and he, the money. He leaves with the money <laughs> and then doesn't fight either. <laughs> right. And then when he does fight, he doesn't show up with the money. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point he was just like, okay, I'm going to be a fighter instead of this high-powered betting businessman. I don't know. No, I don't know why he is. like. He's like, I'm just going to change the plot of the movie. Yeah, let's uh, winging it. It's like I had twenty grand to bet, but the only people in this warehouse were drunk teenagers. <laughs> And I just feel bad. For drunk teenagers? Because he doesn't want to bet on the losing. Never mind. Hmm. Uh, the fight organizer is like Reno. Yes. He's like, hey, you, uh, Toothless from earlier. Oh, wait, you're not Toothless. You have braces. Uh, you owe me your entry fee or whatever. And she's like, yeah, well, why don't you take it out of my ass? And he's like, I'm gonna. And then she's like, please. So we have to watch them have sex. Here's my notes on this scene. Oh. The sex scene. Uh, they go home where they have uh, throw up barf sex. <laughs> uh, they barf on each other, and I barf on Sam and Jackie. <laughs> they barf on the dogs, and they barf until he kills her. Yeah. This is disgusting. <laughs> not, it doesn't help that the whole scene is lit by, like, one... Or two desk lamps that are tungsten, and everything looks yellow beyond that. 
So it's like watching two people that if you did everything perfectly would be moderately good looking on screen. Well, they've done none of no, those I things. No, I don't think so, Sam. Let's just say they're uh, average I think people. You're being nice. They're normal people. They're fine, right? She is. She's yeah, awful. Could be. Let's she's say. Awful, Sam. You know, maybe she has a better like when the braces come you off, can't right? Shoot around tube sock titties. Um. So you don't look at that part. <laughs> But they did, and they got some like- cottage cheese butt in there too. But they also—it's lit in a way that it looks like two people with like late stage jaundice are just sort of wrestling. Oh my god! And all the time I thought she's going to give him a blowjob, and I'm like, that has to be the most unsafe thing for a man ever with that much metal in your mouth. Let me put it this way. Uh- Woody Harrelson's landlord in Kingpin is only slightly hotter than this woman. (laughs) (laughs) They lit her better. That's for sure. The photographer did a nicer job. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. So Brino's a vampire. He, he eats her and that's fun. Uh, The next night, there's some shit that happens that I don't really care about. Uh, The next night, the vampires have their fight club at the beach. For some reason, I guess it's a rotating fight club location. They just go wherever they can. They had a stock shot of an ocean, a couple of them, because they green screen the one part of the beach fight uh-huh. in front of a ocean shot. But then the rest of it just happens in a sandy area. Yeah, right. To assume that they didn't actually go to the ocean. And tonight, Lee's going to fight. This is his first fight. And I just don't understand the rules of this boxing club. Well, I, I'm thinking that the rules are you have to fight entertainingly enough. Otherwise, the promoters of the fight will beat you both up because that's what happens. <laughs> How do you fight entertaining-wise? Like, do you do, I, like, flamenco style in the middle of it? Maybe, or, because that's what he says. Or Bruno's do, like, like, that monkey fighting from Bloodsport again? You know, like, let's jazz this up a little bit. Well, his opponent is dressed like some kind of super villain, like, ninja guy he's got except for the he black weighs pants on 100 pounds and he's got the red tie around yeah. his waist uh-huh. and but then he's also stuck his face into a bucket of paint no it's a different guy this no. is just this guy. guy like it's just this guy that's like got a red fu manchu and he's got bald head and some he's got okay. silk clothes on and so i guess he came prepared he's, he's got like, a costume on at least he's like a ginger ninja yeah right yeah that's entertaining <laughs> That's sweet. You just say that. Just say Ginger Ninja. Ginger Ninja. It's that it just rolls right off of there. <laughs> uh, the vampires, after beating up Lee and leaving him on the beach, like, yeah, nice try, buddy. Uh, they go into some shithole for hookers and blow. Uh, like, I guess this is where they get. I, I don't understand the significance of the plot to this, other than another um, scene. Otherwise, a DEAF wouldn't be DEA agent wouldn't be after him. Okay, all right. That's all I can figure because yeah. now there's drugs. Okay. But it doesn't make sense because they don't get drugs. They like go in there, and then this jackass that's landed on thick, he does his hammy comedy routine while the booby lady goes in and two women take their shirts off and have uncomfortably awkward non sex. Yeah, they're all the way naked. Never mind. There's a full on vagina in this film. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're either one of them are comfortable. Yeah, no, 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 no. They are not. They are not making the sex. That's yeah, for sure. the older one is like, "Are we done yet?" Yeah, and the main gal's drunk. Right. 
But I will say that the owner of the establishment really... <laughs> why, uh, why did you say it like that? Because it just... It's I'm nice. Just, it's nice. Shut up. Uh, this is not a J- nice You place. shut up over there, all right? <laughs> you just shut up. Yeah, she's Jewish now because okay. of the polyurethane. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Uh, don't distract me when I'm thinking. Mm. Uh, so anyway, he really lays it, like Sam was saying, lays it on thick. And I really felt like he nailed his line when Absolutely. he was like, pose and blow. And I was like, oh. And then. He, he does better than everybody else. Yeah. And then the <laughs> hooker doesn't want to go with the female vampire. She's like, uh-uh. No, send Cindy. Uh-uh. And he's like, come on, go. <laughs> Practically pushes her ass off the couch and has to bribe her with a bag of drugs. To have sex with the vampire lady? What's what's yeah. the problem with the vampire lady? Well, she's going to eat your face. Well, he doesn't know that. No. She doesn't know that. I still don't know what... This just isn't how drug deals go. No. Okay, we showed up. Uh, our girlfriends have sex with each other. Then uh, we just hang out. Right. right? This is how drug wait, deals work, isn't it? Wait for them it? to get done. Yeah. Anyways, also, there's now a third... There's... A, there's a, a third factor in this film, because now there's a cop lady whose name I don't know. Well, she was in the first fight. She's a cowboy hat. She's been in since the fighting started. Uh, so I was saying Chun-Li and Ryu, because that's basically uh, all they are. So she was undercover this whole time. Like, there's only, there's sort of two plots happening here, uh-huh. or two borrow of plots happening here mixed into one mini plot, but half of it is pretty much Street Fighter 2. Yeah. And she's going to take them down, too. So she sneaks into the house. And in, uh, the the prostitute has now been killed by the vampire lady. Sure. I guess that's over. Uh, so she's going to eat her. Walks. Um, and the- Landing strip. <laughs> she did have it pretty cleaned up down there. They had the exact same landing strip. <laughs> it was, it's 2007. If you didn't have a landing strip and a tram stamp, you couldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and the drug dealer is downstairs and he's renegotiating he's like oh let's pay me another fifteen hundred dollars and they're like what no that's not how drug deals work he's like oh now you're complaining about how drug deals work jesus christ uh so then his face just kind of falls off like his cheek explodes yeah, on its own right uh well, spontaneous weird. cheek combustion uh, and then the vampire guy kills all of his bodyguards yeah by using that one lady as a shield. Right. And then just shaking her shoulders so she looks like she's being shot by. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Then you get the director giving himself a Matrix style action scene where people who were not in the room just start appearing to be shot. Yeah, there's just some hippies there getting shot. I think like nine people just appear so that he can shoot them right they don't have guns or like they're not running in like hey what's the gun sounds they're just standing there in the kitchen getting shot just showing up to be shot like there's some turnstile out to like all right you're allowed to go in the lazy susan of vampire death yeah what's in here oh no (laughs) oh no uh so they blow the place they're like that was dumb drug deal didn't go down right and lee and the other cop are upstairs in the prostitute death room and they're like oh i guess it's morning now because it's bright outside even though the vampires just fucking left were you standing in here all night long what the fuck uh not knowing how day and light works uh sure. is a reoccurring theme in this film 
Well, this one, they're supposed to be at night, but they just put a trash bag in front of the window. Right. Which is fine if you don't shoot directly at the trash bag in <laughs> yes. front of the window. Right. Uh, and But then, so they, so they have this conversation in the morning because the sequence of events is the vampires come in at night. Now it's morning. And by the time they're done having their conversation, it cuts directly to them going and getting lunch. At night. With another guy. No, when they're in the when they're in the diner, sure. it's light outside. It is, and they're eating lunch. I know, but and then, then they go outside, and it's night, and it's nighttime, and they get caught <laughs> by the blonde-haired vampires. Like, hey, I have seen those guys before. Yeah, hey, hooker lady, why don't you follow that lady, other lady, and get her stuff? I don't know. Find out what's going so, on. So yeah, he's just like, You're, okay, here's. Well, he walks up to her and he says. You need to move this shit fast, and he gives her the drugs that they just stole. Why does she need to move it fast? You killed everybody that knows about it. She doesn't need to do anything with right. it. Right. She could just sell uh, it at uh, the regular pace. Or you could. Oh, that's true. Uh, then he's like, wait, you want to make some money? Wasn't that what I was going to do? Hooking or selling drugs? drugs whatever I'm doing here. Okay, tail this police officer. And then what? I don't think you know how uh, prostituting and drug dealing works here, Reno. Or tailing. Right. Okay. So let's just pretend that what happens next in the movie doesn't happen. And what really would happen if the hooker followed the police officer and then they meet up the next day and he, <laughs> she tells them all about it. Uh, she walked home. She, she went at Starbucks. There. She got a large mocha grande. Her car is green. <laughs> um... And she has a cat. <laughs> I went through her trash. Really average coffee grounds, uh, bananas. Uh, here's something. She subscribes to the New York Post. The Post. Yeah, not the Times. Not the Times. The Post is a rag. <laughs> I should have thought out this <laughs> tail plan better. Okay, mm. wait. So then you followed her for how long? Six hours. I, I'm just going to guess you didn't sell the drugs or do any hooking. Oh, no, no. Of course it was, not. He was, was tailing, tailing the police officer for you. God damn it. Uh, so the cop instead gets the jump on her, which this also is weird at the same time because the cop's like, hey, I know you're working for Reno. Let's meet tomorrow night. Yeah, she's like, you're working for Reno. Tell me what you know. I can't do that. And then starts telling her more than she actually knows. Right. Like, you know more than she knows. And you want to meet her tomorrow. Let's just imagine how this conversation goes. <laughs> So, okay, I could tell you something now. No, tomorrow at two. Tomorrow, we're meeting tomorrow. You you be here or else. Else, I'll arrest you for the drugs I just stepped on that are no longer admissible. So she comes back at two. Okay, tell me about Reno. I think you know more about him than I do. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I do. Did you follow him or anything? Uh, No, I just went home because you stepped on my drugs. Yeah, I'm pretty much done for the night. Um... So, what's your favorite color? <laughs> How do you feel about the post? You like you like the article? You like the post? No, I don't. I, court, nobody likes the post. The movie reviews can be fun. <laughs> All right, so that happened. Uh, Lee Lee then goes on a montage where he shakes down a video store and a gas station, and then goes into the break room of a motel and pours over files until he gets tired and frustrated from it. I think it's supposed to be his office. He has an office? He doesn't have anything. He has a couch. He also, this is the only time we see him work. Right. And it it doesn't work. 
he just shows some people some top secret files that they're not allowed to see. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and then gets frustrated and then goes to where we always see him before he has to go anywhere to his bed. <laughs> In his bed, he has two alarm clocks, but it's his cell phone that always wakes him up. Meanwhile, the vampires and their other fight club promoter guy, his name is Ace. He, I guess he re- represents the current champ or something. Which I is don't the know. guy with the chain. Right. They, they have a bit of a falling out. One that would make a lot of sense. You were it 13. doesn't make any sense. You were 13 and you were making a movie for summer camp and you just needed a bridge to the next karate fight scene. Well, here's your here's your scene. Beardo, Blue Meanie, walks out of the office and, and Ace goes, oh, yeah, and shoots him in the back of the head. That is how that goes down. <laughs> yep. And then he shoots Reno like three or four times. Uh, yeah. Right. Which then they spit out the bullets because they're vampires. Yeah. Uh, but instead of just the bullet, they spit out the entire magazine. <laughs> it's it's the shell and the casing. Uh, it's a it's an unfired round because they don't know how guns. Work. They don't know how guns work. Well, they don't know how. I mean, I'm when faces explode from gunshots. Nachos usually don't come out. <laughs> it would be fun. Kill it. <laughs> Nacho movie. Oh no. Uh, so he beats them up. They kill the champ, and he blows out Ace's knees. And this all takes place in a copy room. <laughs> yeah, it's like, not in the copy room. You know how much those Xerox machines cost? It's kind of like somebody cleans offices at night. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. And they were like, hey, I, I can let you guys in at night to right. film this yes. scene. Yep. I also uh, accuse the sex scene with him in the yellow, the jaundice sex scene of being the same house that was so dirty, just cleaned up a little bit. And this video store, I think, are their local video store. They're just one going of them, there. And you guys want to shoot a little bit of a movie here? One of them works there. Yep. Yep. Uh, so Ace is laying on the ground, and, and Beardo's like, all right, we're going to make you pay. Give me all your money. He hands him a $20 bill. And then he's like, wait, this is mine. Because he recognizes every 20 he's ever had. Right. And then shoots him in the face. Which is when his brain comes out. Not his, like his brains came out. His brain comes out. It's just a JPEG of a brain <laughs> on top of a picture of spaghetti <laughs> stilled next to his head, like just off the corner. It just like slides out like, <laughs> like, a, like it's an 8-bit game. Like, <laughs> ding, it's a brain. Boink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so really surprised that the paperclip didn't jump into yeah. that scene. It was like, would you like to put the brain back in? Yeah. <laughs> you need sound effects from Mario Golf for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so I guess Lee is now the champion of fighting because. Because the other guy got killed by vampires. For no reason. That are running their own ring. I don't understand. <laughs> Right, but then when he jumps out, the, when Reno jumps out the window, right, to, uh-huh. to kill the champion guy, uh-huh. sure, it is daylight. It is. Oh, that yes. is true. Yeah. It's like the afternoon. He tells the lady cop and her boss, I guess, that he's found these perps and that they're vampires. And they're like, no, there's no such thing as vampires. He's like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, good call. He so showed him like a picture of vampires from like the 16th century. Right. Like, oh, God damn, that's evidence. <laughs> okay, no. That thing looked like somebody's 13-year-old son who was at camp made that as a project. Yeah. I don't know. I think they would have done a better job. Yeah, maybe. 
So then we have a lock and load montage for vampires because now they're convinced. Okay, let's uh, get the steaks and the garlic and the the carved up bullets. I don't know. Ready? Yeah, yeah. They get they get locked and loaded for vampire action. And the cop lady, she goes back to the prostitute that she was supposed to beat up and tells her to find where Reno's at during the day. So she goes in and finds his coffin. And she's like, fuck that. I'm not messing with this coffin shit. I'm out of here, lady. She's like, oh, yeah. And we cut away, but we'll come back to that. There's some suspense there, some drama. Some, oh, yeah. This is where I started falling asleep. Yeah. It was I hard was, to stay awake. I was still awake at this point. So they know where Reno is sleeping, but like he, Lee calls his DEA boss back, and the DEA boss is like, don't do anything. Because if he did something now, we wouldn't have a climax to this movie because it'd be pretty easy to kill. I guess Reno while he's in his coffin. Anyways, uh, the lady cop finds the lady vamp. They fight poorly, yeah. but I guess she has crushed garlic on her hands because at some point she grabs onto the vampire's arms and they start disintegrating yeah so where her shield was in the previous scene uh-huh. right, she chucked she tucks it in her badge yeah um she goes to go pull that out and it's got a, a white bag of powder in there and that's all the garlic that she has dried out and crushed okay so it's just garlic powder yeah which she could have bought at the store for way cheaper uh-huh. than making it herself and she gets it on her hands and then she starts grabbing at her why does you just she want like- fresh garlic? That stuff's pungent. Yeah. You can like wash your hands 10 times and it still smells like garlic. Yeah. Powder's not as strong. Or just keep the bottle like on your belt, like your utility belt, and just screw or off the lid and dump it in her face. You do what they would have done on page six of The Hustler. You could just <laughs> ingested a lot of garlic. And so when naturally the two women start peeing on each other, uh-huh. because that's what happens in sex, right? Uh, the one is actually peeing garlic and it burns her alive. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like napalm, but it's pee 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 pee. So she's dead, uh, the lady vampire, <clears throat> and Beardo Vamp decides that uh, Lee's gonna now fight Reno to the death. Like, all right, shut this shit down. It's time for Lee to die. And so Reno's about like they go in and fight in this cage match, and Reno's about to kill Lee, but then the lady cop shoots him or shoots the weapon out of his hand or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And runs out upstairs where it's daytime. Yes. And she says, hi, you were prepared for it to be daytime. We played a little practical joke on you. Yes. This is the real twist here. Get ready for this. The prostitute changed his watch. Set it backwards. Now, let's just think because it was a dial watch. Uh Uh-huh. She set it to the exact time that it was. Because she was there during the daytime. 12-hour scale. <laughs> he just doesn't even know how to use a watch. Or, like, the other vampires go, wait, where are you going, dude? You realize it's four in the afternoon. Yes, she changed his watch, thereby screwing it up for, like, everyone is, like, it's apparently a- controlled by his watch. Yeah, it's in Vampires, I believe. This this is in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, uh, they It's like the butterfly effect. When when one doesn't know how to tell time, they all, like, uh. it's just a ripple through the waves of vampire bullshit. Uh, so they fight, 
uh, poorly. And uh, until she pushes Reno outside and he explodes in flames. He oh. goes in front of the window like four times yeah, without right. any damage. Then when he touches the window, his arm gets burned. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he gets kicked outside and he burns alive other than his beautiful blonde hair. Downstairs, Police Lee is fighting Beardo. The Blue Meanie. Which exposes the plot. His name isn't Lee Southward. It's Stephen Lee. He was little Billy in the cupboard, Jackie. He was Police Lee. Wait. Well, I already knew that. He was Police Lee, technically. Right. But you were like, what happened to Billy in the cupboard? He goes on to be the cop. No, I said, who the hell was Stephen? His name is Stephen Lee. Yeah. Lee Southward wasn't his real name. It's a big. I don't know why he changed his name. To, I guess to but like. But then doesn't it say Southward the on the grave at the end? It's the Southward family. Uh, maybe he's Stephen Lee Southward. I just don't know. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. But I like how he cut his sisters out of that photo. Yeah, yeah. and he's not dead. Why is he on there? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, anyways, at this fight scene, they now both have katanas. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and I had fallen asleep at this point. Uh, it, this fight scene goes pretty quick. It doesn't last very long. He stabs Beardo in the chest, who then explodes in a fire because metal. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then he visits his family grave. So does the lady cop. She's like, "Hey, it's cool." He's like, "I'm sad," and she's like, "Do me." And uh, then it goes America. American flag. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. She's like, "He's like, oh, sad," and she's like, "Babe, you want him?" He's like, "Yep." <laughs> and then they walk off, but you can barely see it because there's an American flag in the way. All right. Uh, that's your movie, guys. <laughs> I was awake for that cemetery scene. Yeah, no, you, you probably missed about five minutes, Jackie. Yeah. Uh, anybody? Questions? I think we might have flushed them all out. I mean, uh, I got one. Okay, go for it. What's the vampire's end game? Like this this crime syndicate of vampires. I think they're just bored. Yeah, that's all I could figure. Because we know that they've been alive for at least. 30 plus years yeah uh, yeah but when you're alive for 30 plus years you don't start prostitution rings and it just uh, doesn't seem like it's gonna work out for them no uh-uh. you guys ever heard of the count of saint germain uh-uh. no okay so this guy it's an urban legend maybe maybe i don't know but this guy the count of saint germain he was a real guy but he was possibly a con man back in like uh victorian times sure uh, nobody knew where he came from. He just showed up in Germany one day and started wooing the uh, aristocracy. This is the guy that sold the Eiffel Tower? No, no, no. Different guy. Different okay. Guy. Uh, but he knew how to do too much. He was like a master violinist and knew how to speak like 16 languages and very adept at playing the piano and knew how to do like uh, uh, mill work. And like he was like way too learned. Like you couldn't learn that much in uh, that span of time. Uh, so the prevailing theory is that he was a vampire, and he's still alive, the Count of St. Germain. Uh, you know who he is? Who? Uh, Kevin Pollock. Oh. Kevin Pollock has declared he, Himself as the Count. Well, I mean, he's the, into some silly jokes, so why he, not? He's tired of acting. He's uh-huh. done that now, and he's going to move on to he's, something else. Okay. Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Yeah. Uh, but the, but these guys are not them. They they have not spent their time learning all these trade skills. No. They've just gone right to gutter trash. They didn't 
do good at any any of their endeavors. Right? We're immortal. Let's be shitholes. The one chick- Kevin Pollock is the worst looking vampire ever. He's not a vampire, Jackie. He's just immortal. He's a, he's, he's a comedian who's been telling some outlandishly bad jokes lately. <laughs> uh, it's just not a good use of their time if you're going to be a vampire. Like- like we're going to be drug czars? No, you guys are barely dealing drugs at all. <laughs> They're not doing anything worthwhile. No. They suck. These these are dumb vampires. They're really stupid. They like you would hope that they were like cousins or something mm-hmm. because if any one of them should have told the other ones to fuck off by now. Sam, let me ask you this. Are glitter vampires cooler than these vampires? Cooler. Like like on like the respect scale like like Okay, it's not my thing to be moopy and sad and uh, in love all the time and, like, gazing into the clouds and being like, oh, that one looks like a, a broken heart. Uh, but I would rather is hang that out- a better use of being a vampire than these guys? Well, I'll answer it differently. Mm-hmm. I'd rather hang out with these guys because at least they'll kill me. <laughs> if I had to hang out with the fucking Twilight vampires, I would have to kill myself. Well, who's a better vampire? Who's accomplishing more in the idiom of vampirism? Ah, uh, neither. Okay. They neither one. One of them. We have one side uh, gets shiny during the rain and decides to play baseball. The other side at least kills people. Mm. What about the underworld vampire clan? Oh, they're actually good vampires. Ay, the, well. Dude, they have built an empire on vampirism. They've got like their own system of government. Like their own social rules. They, they have... live in castles, Sam. Those are actual productive vampires. And they've got powders. Powders? They have to because everybody wears leather. Oh, yeah. yeah Gold bond. Gold bond everywhere. Their attire is not it's what I would like. Cake, like just, just roll yourself on a mattress Look, covered in gold bond. We're doing you get really good. We have castles. Uh, we're like uh, maybe like a secret society that empowers the entire world, like you know, a shadow government or something. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, could, we're doing really good. Could we just cut it with the leather? Like seriously, could we just try pajamas one time? Just okay, imagine. So here's it... here's another question for you. Sure. If you had to choose, because let's say you're a fresh vampire, hot off the press. Hot. So I'm a vampire now, not. Just yeah. having to hang out with these dickheads. Right. Yeah, you're not. You're not just hanging out. Sure. Eventually, everybody's gonna eat you. Maybe well, if you're a cards. vampire. No. Anyway, so you're a vampire. You're hot off the press. You're a new vampire. Okay. And you've got to go find a new vampire home. Sure. So you can either go to the underworld people. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You can go to Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was just him. Yeah, just him it's and some pretty floozies. sweet castle. Yeah. Uh, you can go to the Twilight movie sure universe or you can go to these people mm-hmm. who I, do a, you choose to spend none of the other with? vampire movies uh well, you can do john carpenter's vampires i'm definitely not choosing that yeah i'm um, definitely not choosing that one the rv with paxton sucks yeah it sucks pretty bad lost boys are kind of assholes too uh, i would lo- yeah, lump uh, blade and underworld in the same clan they're v- with udo kier's group and steven Dorf. udo they're kier's all in the both same. of them at one point isn't yeah, that's he? true uh, there's kind of the same. I'll go with Udo Kier. Okay, the the blade. I'm not team, really like. I'm not blade. really gonna be like. Give me the leather. The castles are neat, but I like to hang out with Udo Kier, so I would go that way. Yeah, I'll take that too. Blade, blade vampire. I'm a blade sure. vampire. Hmm. Jackie. Well, I I'd go Twilight vampires. Well, it's not very menacing, and I guess you get to ride on a rainbow of love. There's also not blade. 
And they're fucking filthy ass rich. That's and true. Yeah, they have their yeah, own island. Point, man. They're they, totally free of any of the vampirism shit that you guys just sold yeah, out to. Right. Uh-huh. They don't wear like leather. There's, there's no rules. Uh-huh. They throw each other as weapons. That's true yeah. thing. But that's only if you're married. You can't do it like human javelin if you're not married. Uh, you probably could, but it's not. It's voluntary at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, there's not fucking Blade. Yeah, that's true. Blade is a problem. <laughs> yeah, and if I ever wanted to go off and start my own clan, there's no rule against that. I'd have a clan of complete little assholes that I run around with, and our eyes would all be green. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Twilight vampirism is the ultimate vampirism. Hmm. Interesting. Good work, Jackie. Uh, final recommendations, guys. No. Nope. No. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Jack. Sorry. This isn't for us. This not. Well, you know, one of the things is, is that I hate doing zero budget movies because ultimately, like, we can make fun of these guys up and down. They made a film about stuff that we don't care about. They like shit that we don't like. That's whatever. These guys worked their ass off and made a fucking movie with almost no money. So it's hard to be like at a certain level, you have to say, "Good job, guys." I didn't like it, but good fucking job. Uh, yeah, accomplishing any any piece of art is is an accomplishment, yeah. sure. But uh, it's still our job to point out what is shit and what isn't. What is Neil Breen makes films on zero dollars, and we can't get enough of that guy. Uh, and it is very much worthy of being told. Said this is not a good movie. Not it doesn't good. matter whether you complete it or not. Uh, this I is just. There's moments where I could have enjoyed this film. Some of the fight scenes are just so awful, f- which shocks me because you, these people claim to be really heavy professional yeah. martial artists or fighters or trained physical athletes, and the fight scenes are atrociously well, bad. that goes into the real biggest problem that this thing has and that all of these sort of super amateur problem films, biggest problem is the photography. Most of the stuff that when we see like the born identity, we think it's all great. It's the angles they're using. Sure, I understand that. And but when you have a lady stand there and repeat the same kick over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, they're not doing anything, and, Sam. Yeah, exactly. And the photography is a still camera yeah. shooting them for yeah. too long yeah. at an angle right. where you can see right. they're not really no, kicking th- each other. This guy's not a filmmaker. I'm, I'm sorry. That's the thing. Uh, but my primary problem with this film, and it's is not exclusive to budget films, which is why I do not like this film, and I'm allowed to say it, uh, is the over-fucking-editing and the post-production processes that are run on the film are garbage. They're the same shit that was in Driven, and I fucking hate it, and filmmakers need to stop it! Yeah. Quit pushing the preset button in goddamn Premiere! Says the guy who pushes the preset button in audition all the time. All the time. <laughs> so that's that's my beef with it. It's just not. Yeah, I, I don't didn't enjoy it at all. I hate the over editing, but at the same time, I look at 2007 and go, "Well, everybody else was doing it everybody then too." Everybody else, you was do doing this it. shit now, mm-hmm. I will fucking scold you. Yeah, I'll find you. Do it in 2007. I'll let you have a hall pass. Everybody was fucking doing it. You still do this shit? Fuck you. Yeah. Okay, so that's three do nots from us. It is streaming on Amazon Prime. If His you other think ones are too. Were assholes. We I watched the uh, about five minutes of his this year's swamp zombie movie that he made just to see if he'd gotten any better because that's one of the things I was like, uh, you know, you can make a shit movie as long as you get sort of better. 
markedly the writing was worse uh the audio was worse but he did get the exposure right more often with the camera so there's some improvement there all right we got to move on guys we got some listener feedback we've actually got a lot uh starting out with a voicemail that is directed to you jackie okay just remember jackie you asked for this how the fuck did you think the snowman is a good movie because Michael Fassbender is good looking. And I thought, fuck this movie. It's too high for it to be good. Too high. Just be honest. How many of you guys thought that when the fade out from the kid to Michael Fassbender's character happened, you thought the kid was Michael Fassbender? Me, me, me. Me. And then, remember the scene where Michael Fassbender finds out who the villain is? The, oh my god <laughs> moment. Fuck this movie. <laughs> and then when the villain dies, fuck this movie. <laughs> Jackie, I love you, but I don't understand how you could possibly, in any reality, think that the snowman was a good movie. It's not. <laughs> that aside, congratulations on another Smackfest. I'm anxious to see the brown carpet rolled out and to see all the celebrities come out to receive their non-awards. Thank you. And have a good day. And get to the chopper. Oh my god, that guy was awesome. Uh, Except that he's totally wrong about the snowman. Uh, yeah, the Smapfas were last our last episode. Um, and Jackie nominated the snowman <laughs> for best bad movie. And it's still a head scratcher. Yep. And the fans agree, Jackie. I just really like Michael Fassbender, I guess. And Well, fine. <sighs> and I liked... I, I'm not going to lie. The scene that really sold me that movie was when he was passed out in front of a bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like you like drunk people. But <laughs> I just... it wasn't near as good as when Russell Crowe naked planked. Absolutely. That's some, oh, that's no, some good right drunk laying that. down. The whole ass was hanging out. Yeah. I don't think we talked enough about the snowman because it's just one of those like so bafflingly bad story or just like... It, so much of it was cut out that it just doesn't make any sense and then all this other material is tacked onto the as red herrings to the plot that when the plot gets revealed you're like what about all that other shit wasn't val kilmer in this movie right i thought that it was fucking badass i don't know what you guys i it made perfect sense to me Uh, okay the whole thing made perfect sense to me you guys are just nuts All all right Well, we have to move on. Uh, Speaking of our good listener, Jack B, he's written us an email that ties into some recent past. Uh, He says, hey, Sticker Bandits, I just finished your last Action Hero episode today, and I pretty much agree with everything you said. One thing, though, that I wish had been joked about more was the soundtrack. When Danny first goes into the movie, the rock soundtrack is clearly shown to be coming through Jack Slater's mini-disc player, and Danny acknowledges it. I thought it would have been a lot of fun if the movie from then on used a sparse soundtrack and the music came from a source in the film itself, escalating into the more bizarre scenarios as the movie went on. It's a great gag, and I'm sad they didn't do more with it. I think that's an excellent idea. It's right around the same time the Dogma 99 movement was happening as well. Yeah. He also goes on, a few weeks ago you asked if there has ever been a good acting performance from a basketball player in a movie. Uh, following up with Sam's uh, NBA stars and film. I'd like to pose a similar question for child actors. Has there ever been a good acting performance from a child actor in a movie? Not good for a child actor, 
but a genuinely good performance by any standard. The only ones I can think of are some of the lead kids in the Sandlot. Jack. I've got two. Exorcist? Uh, I would, no. She does a good job. She does a good job. Yeah, I don't, uh, that's not what I was really going for. Uh, some of that's, uh, yeah. No, you're right. That's, that's a good one. She, I was thinking uh, Tatum O'Neill in uh, Paper Moon. Paper Moon's fantastic. Uh, and also uh, uh, Jodie Foster in... Uh, Taxi Driver? Taxi Driver. She's close to, she's like 19 though, wasn't she? Oh, I thought she was like 12. Oh, I don't know. She just looks 12. Yeah, right. Got another thing. On the last action hero that we screwed up, sure. I think the little boy who did Love Actually. Oh God, Jackie! Good you in that fucking movie? Uh, awful. The one that his mom no. was dead. No, the drummer he kid won a Razzie for worst <laughs> actor. Yeah. I thought he was a pretty good actor. No, you. <sighs> that movie is. There's nothing redeeming in it at all, Jackie. It stinks. You got anybody else that's not in Love Actually or Vampire Diaries? How about Jar Jar Banks? No, he sucks bunhole. Oh? He's a turd sandwich. In the last action here, this is from uh, a Twitter fan at Red Cap Jack. In last action hero, the villain's eye is explosive. So when we couldn't figure out why Charles Dance exploded when he gets shot. He gets shot in the eye. It's because his eye explodes. Ah. How Jackie said that? No, we never figured oh, that out. Oh, how about yeah. that? Uh, the other part that he explains is also, and it's an interpretation, uh, also I think the rules are that the characters retain their core essence. So vampires would still be vampires. Death would still be death. Whereas Slater doesn't have powers. It's the world that he's in has powers. So when he makes the transition to our Earth, he doesn't have any superpowers. It's his world that does. Huh. So that's an interesting theory. Interesting. Uh, that I can't uh I won't dispute it, but at the same time I don't think right death death should kill the hot dog guy. Oh, I thought he should have. I liked that scene. All right. Uh, if you use Jack's explanation, it works perfectly. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh last we got uh uh last we got an email from Michael M. Hey guys, I need to thank Justin for inadvertently selecting my pick for the show I made last year, Last Action Hero. What a damn fun movie that still holds up after a quarter century, in my opinion. So many hidden Easter eggs and giving the great Charles Dance and Tom Noonan major roles is just one of the many perks of this truly good, bad movie. I agree that the second half of the movie where it takes place in L.A. was plotting. I think Sam's idea of bringing in a few more baddies to run amok would have spiced things up a bit. Unfortunately, I think for that to work, this would have had to have been made in a by a different studio. Columbia TriStar just didn't have much in that department aside from perhaps the Candyman. Uh-oh. Is he bees? Is he bees? <laughs> I would have liked that. Yeah, I would have too. Uh, if this was a Paramount or Warner Brothers, perhaps Ian McKellen wouldn't have been the biggest boogeyman they could unleash on the city. Still a fun, fun movie that every fan of the podcast should watch if they haven't yet. As for the Smab Fuzz, I am shocked that The Dark Tower was nominated for Best Bad Movie. Uh, that was Martini Shark who did that. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't care about that movie. So you can be mad at me, too, because it was just meh. Yeah, I didn't. uh, There were some bad actors that there were some actors that I nominated from that movie, but not the movie itself. Right. Speaking of bad actors. Sure. Matthew McConaughey is so bad at his Will Arnett in a serious role impersonation that it's funny. But as a huge fan of the Dark Tower series, this is the one of most this was the most painful theater experience I've had in years. 
There seemed like 100 liberties taken with the plot for every single faithful element. And that's when you get that's what you get when you condense seven books into one director's Hollywood debut. You would have you would have to a clockwork orange me to get me to view that torture porn again. Explain yourselves, stinker badness. Oh, so he wanted more bad. Why? Why, why it, it, it got nominated? Because we didn't. I only read Gunslinger. Yeah. Here's and why I, I read the version that was written before it was amended to have mm-hmm. uh, a series behind it, which was so it, it stands alone. So there's like a snippet of that in the movie, but not a whole lot. And it was just. I couldn't care about it. Well, I think why it got nominated for Best Bad and why I still don't really have a problem with it being nominated for Best Bad is because it's truly not that bad. It's it's not good. It's not interesting. It's not uh, uh, entertaining. It's not faithful, apparently. But when we had the SMAPA nominees, it was an extremely contentious year in every other category besides Best Bad. And we have to make five nominees each. And I struggled to just get past Geostorm and the Great Wall. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is it's Triple forgettable. X. Triple X, yeah. It's the, completely forgettable. The Dark forgettable. Tower is yeah. forgettable. It's Absolutely. not, I, I'm with you 100%. It's not worth your time to watch it again. I didn't care for it at all. Yeah, it barely made a nomination. So it's it was basically just filler for us uh, to get the nominations done. So there's your answer. We got some streaming do's and don'ts. Uh, in a film study, I guess we want to call this, or just the, the gambit of the first four of these films is what we're going to do. Sam, you have seen all these. A retrospective. Yeah, a retrospective. There you go. On HBO Now, Tremors 1, 2, 3, and 4. I cannot under... I mean, I I can't speak... Sing the praises of the first Tremors enough. It's a very low-budget movie that did well at the theater, that is just a goddamn good time. Jackie, is it what, stupid? Yes. Jackie, but it's what, fun. Jackie, what's your thoughts on Tremors 1? I, I've always liked that movie. Yeah. She will have blonde hair, blue eyes. Huge tits. Yep. And a great ass, whatever. Uh, my thing about Tremors 1, I don't think it's a bad movie. I actually think it is an exceptionally good movie. I think it's a... I believe that Tremors is one of those... In the creature feature, it's a genre-defining film. I think it is absolutely, too. And the one thing that I really respect out of Tremors 1 is, A, there's all these gags going on, and uh, the the chemistry between Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon is great, and the, the townsfolk, and it, you like these characters. Yeah. But at the same time, in these types of movies, there is one element that, the, that filmmakers fail on constantly, is the character's planning. Like, how do we get out of this scenario and then into another scenario that is even more exciting without making the characters seem stupid? Yeah. And you watch this thing, Tremors, like, okay, we're over here. We got to get over here. Or we got to try this and we got to try that. They're always, it's it's a constant struggle between the humans and the graboids because they're, they're, Nobody, it's, it's, it, this should be the idiot plot. And at no point is a single character in this film an idiot, except for the one who is intended to be, which is uh, the snotty bratty nose kid, uh, Melvin, or whatever his name is. Sure. It looks like Butthead from uh, The Wonder Years. Uh, you're not supposed to like that character. So he's the only one that's allowed to be an idiot. Uh, I just was like, God damn, this is really good writing. Yeah, they, they don't, it's not like the movie is trying to survive 
itself to get to more action sequences. Mm -hmm. The characters are surviving these action sequences and getting into another level of peril, but it wasn't because they're dumb. They actually accomplished something, but this terror is unknown and it's real and it's ever present. So they're constantly having to work their way out of these situations. And it's great. It never breaks its own rules. And one particular scene that I can also think of is there's some campers, just some uh, cannon fodder for the graboids, basically, that are out in the in the wilderness. And the husband gets eaten and the wife runs back to the car and she's screaming and she's in the car, but she's quiet. She's calmed down. So the graboids technically can't hear her until she accidentally kicks over a stereo that we at this point in time, we don't even know that the graboids are attracted by sound. And gets eaten. You're thinking, well, wait a minute. Well, she's in the car. She should be safe. They wouldn't even know that she's in there. Except for that one little element that the film tossed in mm-hmm. to cover itself later. They could have totally forgot to even cover that and just have that woman get eaten. But they covered it. And like, just I can't praise that film enough sure. either. It is. It's a good movie. Sure. You do have to like really hold the suspension of disbelief up for the one element that. Which is? They could move through the earth that quickly. I don't know. It looks fine to me. Well, it looks fine. It works fine, but it just physics aren't 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 behind it. So much. Well, may, who's to say? Maybe there are graboids, and we just don't know about them yet, Sam. They're too fast. Moving around, yeah. So goddamn fast. <laughs> like I didn't even realize they killed you six times before you ate that sandwich. They like that damn Sasquatch. All right, let's move on to uh, Tremors two through four, uh, because essentially at this point they're all kind of stinkers. So two, they get legs. Three, they fly. Uh huh. And four, we go back in time. Yes. 1877. Something like that. Michael Gross is in all of them. And, you know, really, he was, for me, one of the most entertaining and dynamic characters. So it was really good to see him in all of them. Michael Gross is great. They'd never reach the chemistry level that Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon had, Uh, which is one of the things that makes Tremors a good movie is that you don't realize that they also kind of packaged a buddy film in on Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. and it's better buddy picture than most buddy pictures. Right. Yeah. Uh, Two. uh, Well, let me, let me put it this way. Two and three are both seem very similar to a sci-fi original movie. Kind of like in the same vein as big ass spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Same time but comedy, but like the effects aren't that good and the shooting's not that great. The uh, mat work in three is especially bad. They look yeah. they actually look like they're kind of blue versus the background they're against. Right. Uh but I thought for the for especially in two, the CGI for that time period, this is, I think two was nineteen ninety five, was damn, that looks all right. Hmm. Uh for nineteen ninety five CGI. Don't get me wrong, it's not good, but like, huh, that's kind of impressive for a budget movie. Uh, but I enjoyed all four of them. I thought every single one of them was definitely a do with four probably being my least favorite. Four is my least favorite. I think I actually laugh unintentionally the most at three because when they're flying, it's silly. Yeah, it is. So they're called ass blasters. Oh yeah. To take off and flight, they have to fart and it's a fireball. (laughs) It launches them into the sky. (laughs) It's uh, ass blasters, huh? Nice. Jackie. You know, I really liked four. Okay. I liked the big gun mm-hmm. that he brings back and mm-hmm. how, you know, his character is not Michael Gross's character. Yeah. yeah. Michael Gross's character is not this, you know, hardcore gun guy. Which if if you haven't seen Tremors in a while, he's the one that loves guns. Yeah, he's he's the uh survivalist. What yeah. are they calling it? The prepper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. survivalist prepper, paramilitary guy. 
And I thought it was funny that they had the Reba McIntyre lookalike. In right. That, you know, I think that if they could have gotten Reba McIntyre back for that one, that was supposed to be her. Which, what the hell is she doing? I don't she know. had that sitcom. Oh, and she's Reba. the uh, the KFC. She's the colonel now, too. What? Yeah, she's the first female colonel. Reba McIntyre. You didn't hear about that? Huh. Yeah, no. She also has a clothing line, too. Hmm. Oh. I think she could show up for my Tremors 4. Come on, you know, a cameo, something. Yeah. Maybe they didn't. Maybe maybe it wasn't her. Maybe yeah, it was maybe, them. Maybe. Uh, so Sam, what's our status on Tremors? What, what are we looking at here? Because we've got a couple <laughs> still out there. <laughs> what do you mean? What's our status on? Tremors? Well, are you, are you thinking about pulling the? No, trigger I'm on, not going to pull uh... the trigger on five because I thought it was a sci-fi original. Oh, okay. I just want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad you guys have gotten through four because I've been waiting for you guys. I wanted to watch five with you. So that's where we're at. If right. five's amazing, I guess we'll do an episode. But I I think that five and six are basically going to be. I'm hoping they they hold up to the rest of the series because I think they are, they've moved. And I'm not. I don't think it's Asylum, but they've moved to those sort of studios. Yeah. So I'm hoping they can hold the torch. That's all I'm hoping for. Is six the remake? I, I don't, don't know. know anything yeah. about six. I just know that five has uh, Gross in it. So Michael Gross is back for that one. To me, the Tremors series is kind of like you were saying during the SMAP is about Res- Resident Evil. Like they're still doing those. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah they- Huh. I wouldn't have thought that that was that popular of a franchise. Yeah. Because I had only seen the first one until Jackie and I binge watched all of them. And I'm fine with it. I like them. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of an odd choice to have six in the series. Yeah. Next up, Sam, it's your pick. We will be returning back to our normal schedule. Uh, you got something lined up for us? It's probably not going to be coming at you. <laughs> Really read that we need. I've read that I've been I've been bamboozled by that film that I have to go get the Blu-ray so that we can watch it in 3D. Okay, all right. So uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, so you don't have a pick for next week? Not yet. Okay. I was thinking I've got a couple of ideas on many runs, and I might just do a one-off. I haven't decided yet. Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, edit all that out because you're garbage as far as planning and uh, wasting time for the fans to even hear you talk. Sure. Wow, okay, what an well, asshole thing to say. I'm gonna. If you keep talking to me like that, I'm gonna pick fucking episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, we just did that uh, good child actor thing, so that doesn't count, Sam. We, we all know Jake Lloyd is the Jake best Jake Lloyd child is actor. the best child actor. <laughs> it's working! <laughs> all right, uh, get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening, and get to the chopper.